Jordan. Ian, who went on a night out, got drunker than expected, got into a dare war on their walk home, and woke up with a traffic cone glued to their balls. Janice Joplin? No. Two guys. <laughs> Episode 39 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where research is causing me to perpetually lose sleep, but it's worth it to hear my buddy chuckle. My name is Ian, and I'm joined by the guy that I'm killing myself to entertain, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? (laughs) Sorry, I was just chuckling. I'm good, thanks. Very good, very good. (laughs) I was thinking back, and we have spoken since we last recorded, of course, regarding our, shall we say, the end of our honeymoon phase. We've shaken hands, (laughs) we've wiggled our dicks at each other, and we're fine again. It is the secret to a happy life. (laughs) You know what they say? Wiggly dicks, happy life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's beautiful because it rhymes. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, this isn't important. You told me last night that you've got the perfect way to explain your point to me. Yes, and you told me that you had a similar revelation as well. Well, it was just, I think I found a way of making it a little clearer of what my intentions were. I think I found the perfect way of making you just understand my point of view on it all. Okay, so it's still wrong. <laughs> well, how about you tell me your point and I'll tell you if that's relevant to me because my point is just it's specific to my life circumstances so hit me hit me with your reasoning okay so i've written this down in order so that i could deliver this in the most clear way possible rather than kind of umming and ahhing thinking on the top of my head i didn't write my down because i can't read (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because it's true Sorry, I'm not laughing at you. Well, actually, I am. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so, Ian, to settle this once and for all, yes. I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios to compare using exactly the same information that we spoke about last week, just for fairness. Okay. So, for continuity, let's imagine that in each of these scenarios that I'm about to present to you, mm-hmm. you plan to spend £30 on a family takeaway later that evening, just like we discussed previously. Okay. And the takeaway is not a surprise, and it's something that you do every week. Okay? So, with me so far. Yes. Perfect. So, scenario A. This is what you suggested. You buy a £5 pack of cocktail sticks. Yes. Your suggestion. (laughs) It's something you have really no use for and you don't need, but you're doing it purely to earn the benefit from Quidco's offer. Yes. You buy the cocktail sticks for £5, you earn £25 cash back for doing so, with me so far. Mm -hmm. You then buy the planned takeaway for your family for that evening for £30 Mm -hmm. and you go to collect it. Mm -hmm. Overall scenario spend, £10. Yeah. Scenario B. What I suggested. You don't buy anything pointless. Instead, that evening for your planned family takeaway, you order said takeaway for £30, but this time on Just Eat, something you wouldn't normally do. But you do it online just to use the Quidco offer, and you go and collect it. You earn £25 cash back. Overall scenario spend, £5. And scenario C, the only remaining other option, you don't bother with the Quidco offer, you sack it off and continue living life like it's 2004. You buy your family takeaway for £30 and collect it. Overall scenario spend, £30. So as you can see, in scenario A, you spent £10 overall, whereas scenario B, you spent only 5 and scenario C, you spend 30 So given that, scenario B means that you save the most money using Quidco 
two-year advantage to soften a pre-planned purchase, and our example was the takeaway, but you could have that as being anything of your choice, yep. because you don't waste a fiver on useless tat just to get the benefit. Instead, use the offer to benefit a purchase you were already going to make. And with that, I conclude my TED Talk, and thus close the door on Quidcogate. Thank you, and good night. <laughs> okay, right, so again, you've given me a scenario then on something I wouldn't use, so that's irrelevant to me. And secondly, mm. my point that I wanted to make is, and I haven't written this down because it would have just been thousands of words long and I probably wouldn't have gotten my point across. I'd have started rambling. Okay. So I'm just going to try and just put it as, as concisely as possible. And that is to say that I am poor as fuck. So the only reason that I would have wanted to do this offer was so that I could get that £20 and go, I now have £20 rather than zero. So I wouldn't be spending or buying online. I just wanted to have some money so that I could go and buy something and treat myself. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't I wouldn't spend £30 at a takeaway. Me spending £5 that I don't have to get £20, which I will then have so i don't have 30 pounds to go and spend on a takeaway in order to only have spent five pounds by the end of it because i don't have any money so i just want 20 fucking quid yeah i totally appreciate where you're coming from with that finally i have won <laughs> <laughs> the argument is over that uh, that's complete that's admission yep, I, I completely understand jordan i see where you're coming from but thank you for saying you were wrong and uh, i will take my apology in the form of cash because i just want a fucking tenner <laughs> So, do you understand my scenario, though? I understand your scenario, coming from somebody that has money and can spend it whenever they want online, (laughs) but I don't shop online, I don't have money, I just want to spend a £5 on, I don't care what the f*** it is, because I just want to have £20 that I can just be like, I think I'll treat myself tonight on something. Of course. Whereas I wouldn't have been able to in the first place. I 100% see where you're coming from, you've made it much clearer. Okay. However, can I just throw a little thing into the mix there? (laughs) Yeah, go for it. You could re-listen to this scenario thing I was talking about yeah and just replace the whole takeaway thing for your weekly tesco spend okay and we are in the same situation but then again i mean like i have money that i budget from my pay that goes to the house so the money would have only been 20 pounds less out of that so that wouldn't be mine i get what you're saying it just means that in any scenario where you buy the five pound cocktail sticks or whatever that would be tat useless stuff yeah you are just wasting five pounds in that you could have fulfilled the minimum five pound spend brief with literally anything else you were going to spend anyway is all i was saying yeah but i mean like ignore the cocktail sticks i was just using that as a you know a saying it could be anything of course so i mean if i found a pack of cards that i wanted i might get them for a fiver or if it you know anything else but i was just wanting to spend the minimum and if there wasn't anything of value of five pounds on there then i wouldn't really care what it was so long as it was the five pound that i was spending and not over yeah i do understand what you're coming from like you wanted to spend the absolute minimum to feel like you got the most out of it yeah and i mean like so if it were to go on the tesco shop that would come out of my wife and my joint account but if i were to spend it on my own then that money would then be mine so i could be like hey look it's the middle of the month and i've got 20 quid <laughs> so in other words you would totally keep it from your wife like a really good husband oh you know i might i might treat it to a <laughs> bag of nibbles or something <laughs> to a milkshake she doesn't want yeah <laughs> see that's a, that's a good trick if i buy her a milkshake she don't want then i get to have it <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah and I love milkshakes. So, okay, I feel like we've both seen each other's side, and I can totally respect your side now. <laughs> Thank you. I see where you're coming from, being a person who lives in the current year and uses <laughs> technology to his advantage. I mean, I probably would. 
if I had expendable cash, I'd be online every fucking day. Be like, oh, what's that? A toaster that turns chips into waffles? I'll have five. Why the fuck not? But I don't, so I can't. I respect exactly what you say. Okay, right, fair enough. And I think we can put a nice kind of lid on this and be happy that we respect each other. We can bury it away and only bring it up next time we argue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like a true married couple. (laughs) Beautiful. Love it. Okay. Well, I'm glad we've finally put all that nastiness behind us. I mean, the death threats were a little too much, to be honest, so I'm glad they've gone. Yeah, I mean, I did have to terminate that hitman you got on me as well. (laughs) He wasn't a very good one. I mean, he he was a budget hitman, to be fair. Yeah, he was what I bought for for £5. It's when he came with... um... (laughs) What do you you call them? Toothpicks? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I'm going to sit with that. <laughs> anyway, fantastic. I'm glad that is settled. So, what have you got coming up for us today, George? Well, Ian, in the spirit of our honeymoon phase most certainly being over, <laughs> I. <laughs> I've compiled a list of the internet's funniest overheard public arguments. Brilliant. <laughs> Which felt appropriate, or what can I say? Wait, to say our honeymoon period is only just over, I mean, it lasted 11 years, so that's not bad. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So what have you got coming up for us today, Ian? Well, Jordan, I've got a little bit of a creepy one. Slightly music-related, but not really. So let me just jump into this. Beware the eerie allure as the twilight's icy grasp, for in its shivering depth a peculiar encounter awaits. Imagine a late wintry night where whispers of frost play tricks on the mind. Through the chill they emerge, those spooky figures with a knack for unsettling your senses. Right, okay. Picture this. You're driving home one night. You're stopped at a set of traffic lights. Or perhaps you're relaxing, snuggled up next to your log fire in your home, when suddenly their presence is made known. A knock at your car window or on your front door breaks your serenity. Okay, but what are you actually telling me about? Well, at first glance, Jordan, you see a couple of children ranging ages anywhere from 6 to 16. A sense of innocence tints their form, a veneer of helplessness emanating from them. Do they seek help? And why are they out so late unchaperoned? This strange sight is perplexing. So what on earth are you talking about? Do not be deceived by their non-threatening facade, for you notice something seems off with these not-quite-right youngsters. Right, I'm gonna leave if you don't tell me. I'm being serious. Suddenly, a subtle shift breaks the illusion of helplessness. Fear begins to crawl all up your spine as you notice their eyes. Yeah, they've got eyes. Completely devoid of colour. Blacker than coal. Good God, you think? It seems you have chanced upon. Right, I'm going. No, wait, Jordan, it's a black-eyed kids. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, Fuck's sake, man. Come on, man, pick up. Oh, my name's Jordan. I can't handle a bit of build-up. What did you say? What do you mean he's right to hang up? You're not even real. What do you know? Oh, one second. Jordan? Where did you go? Why did you leave? Yeah, but I was, I, was, I was getting to it. I was setting it up, like, atmospheric, you know, super creepy. Yeah, but it's a, it's, it's a small segment, right? And I was trying to just fill it out a bit, add a little bit of creeps. I, was, I, was just, I just told you, just as you hung up. Look, can you just come back? Yes, yeah, right. I'm ready. I'm ready to just jump into it. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'm back. Okay, right. So, are you actually going to tell me what was the last bit you heard about black-eyed peas? Beat kids. Oh, so you did hear me? You just decided to hang up anyway? Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. 
<laughs> so the, the argument still isn't over. You, you're not still happy with me. It's fine. I'm, I'm okay. Okay, well, uh, for now. just remember this. I'll be talking to your parents about this when I come round for dinner this weekend. <laughs> Got some lovely parmesan to add to my pasta for you. <laughs> That's the only reason they want me around is for my walnut whip. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty. Okie dokie, Jordan. So, the black-eyed kids. They are paranormal entities that masquerade as youthful innocents. They appear with paled complexions and eyes proper mega well black <laughs> and have been witnessed in a myriad of scenarios, say hitchhiking, approaching cars, or stalking the thresholds of suburban homes. The tales weave a common thread. Those entirely ebony eyes, the knock at your door, the insistent plea for entry, an overpowering sense of dread, and the aftermath of their encounters. So, in the realm of normal they blend in quite well, all except for those called dark eyes. Sometimes their attire echoes bygone eras, and in a twist to their unsettling narrative, on rare occasions, talon-like feet are said to emerge, adding a surreal flourish to their already chilling nature. So yeah, sometimes, you know, they just look like normal kids with little black eyes, which is creepy enough, but sometimes they have, like, big f***ing, like, eagle talons that, like, rip out of their shoes. Ugh. What, you mean, like, destroy the footwear? I guess so, yeah. Like, oh man, my f***ing Nikes. Like some sort of weird Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> These are all part of your Avengers crew. <laughs> I can see why they were left out of the comics. <laughs> so the conspiracy swirls. Are they aliens? Are they demons? Progeny sprung from the infernal loins of hell? Or even children of the men in black? And if you do so happen to permit them entry, you unleash the darkness itself. It is said that they crave shelter upon summoning parental aid, yet their gazes harbour a more sinister plan. Some believe that the first reports of these spooky-eyed bastards have been around since the 80s, but most agree that the legend began in 1996, where a Texan writer, Brian Bethel, shared two strange encounters with these black-eyed bankers. He first appeared on TV and talked about them, and then later wrote in a local article about them. His story is as follows. In a snowy corner of Vermont, an old couple heard three loud knocks come from their front door. When they answered, confused, they found a boy and a girl standing there who were asking to come in until their parents arrived. That's a pretty strange scenario. I mean, if kids came to my door knocking, then I'd be like, stay out there, I'll keep an eye on you, but I, I don't trust no one this day and age. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What would you do if someone came and knocked on your door, Jordan, right now? Um, if it was another hitman, mm-hmm. I'd disable his cocktail sticks again and make sure he learned a lesson. What, like maths? Geography? A guitar lesson, obviously. Oh, obviously. Your specialty. Yeah. My mistake. How could I forget? And make sure that he uh, learned a couple of scale patterns as well. Mm. Uh, a little bit of practical theory. And of course, some chords, because, you know, you want to have some fun with songs as well. That's what it's all about. Naturally, yeah. So back to this couple. So they were standing there with the kids on the porch. The kids never looked up and never looked them in the eye, but just stood there. After a while, the couple did let them in. The kids walked into the living room and just sat on the couch. And while the wife made some hot cocoa, the husband kept asking questions, trying to get some answers out of them, but they just sat there silently, giving no answers at all. Rude. I know, right? Black-eyed wankers for you. <laughs> not the peas, the kids. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not, by the way, I just want to specify, I'm not talking about, like, normal kids here. I don't think every kid is a wanker. You know, just just the, the paranormal kind. <laughs> just the black-eyed kind. <laughs> yeah, just the ones that, um, you know, attack people. Oh, I've just, oh no. What have you done? No, nothing. It's just by the name of black-eyed kids, mm-hmm. it sounds like you go around beating them up. Well, I mean, the, the black-eyed ones. I've never seen them, so... <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't have had a chance. Maybe maybe I would do if I saw them, you know, because with the talons and shit and trying to do all that horrible stuff. Yeah, I suppose you would want to give him a black eye, wouldn't you? Yeah, give him a good qualloping. <laughs> but normal children, they're safe. Yeah, I can tell you're such a confrontational person. I would give them a good walloping. <laughs> 
I think I actually said qualloping. <laughs> Did you? I guess we'll find out later in the edit. We will. <laughs> So when the wife came back, she noticed that one of their cats was scared of the kids and they asked to use the bathroom. Now, looking at them closely, the wife noticed their pitch black eyes. She said yes, and they buggered off to the bathroom. And at this point, the husband was cradling his face and his nose as he had an unexpected nosebleed. Then the power went off in the house, making everything dark and quiet. The wife heard the kids say that their parents had arrived and they left, leaving the door wide open so that the couple could see two tall, slender men stood in the driveway awaiting the approaching kids. The wife waved but the ignorant fuckers didn't wave back the kids and the two tall men got in the car and they both drove off together wow firstly that's creepy as hell mm. secondly i can see where they get the rudeness from yeah yeah with parents like that yeah Fucking disgusting behavior absolutely abysmal i mean i guess the parents didn't know these people and what do parents say don't talk to strangers so i guess really that's perfect parenting technique it doesn't mean that the parents can't talk to strangers you lead by example jordan well well, yes, but especially the ones that have just tried to save your kids. Yeah, well, you know, they're just sticking to their guns. That's what they were taught. Don't talk to strangers. That's what they're going to do. Fair enough. You know, actually, funny story. You know, as a child, you're taught, don't take things from strangers. Yeah. My OCD brain has just taken that and latched onto it. <laughs> right. And now, if anyone gives me anything who I don't know, I in my head, it's just going, it's poisoned. It's poisoned. It's poisoned. Oh, really? Like, I know it's probably not. <laughs> I know it's probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely... Probably not, you know, to a certainty of about 99.999%. But there's just something in my head just going, this will be the one time that you go, ah, fuck it, it's probably not. And you eat or drink or whatever this thing is, and I die. <laughs> Especially if that thing was a pen. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe don't go around eating pens. Or like a cactus as a housewarming present. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's like the deadliest ever that releases toxic gas. <laughs> Farting cactus. <laughs> South African <laughs> farting cactus. Okay, so the thing is, you don't know what my hitman looked like. <laughs> it's my wife. <laughs> she was like, let's team up, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't be hard to convince. Oh, brilliant. After these kids disappeared with these two tall strangers, the power came back on in the house, and over the next week, some strange things started to happen. Three of their cats went missing, and one was even found dead. Mm. The husband's nosebleeds continued, causing him to have to go to the doctor, where it was found that he actually had an aggressive form of skin cancer. Oh, God. So, yeah, these kids just seemed to bring bad luck with them. Okay, so another bit of theory here. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they are bringing bad luck, or do you think that they caused that on them? Well, I mean, it's the same thing. So they're, they're bringing the bad luck with them. You know, whether, whether they cause it or they bring it, you know, they are like an omen of it. I guess it's, it's their presence that caused it in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, that is a fair point. So there are other stories out there, all sharing common traits. You see them, you're afraid, they want to gain access to your house or wherever it is you are. You're oddly almost controlled to allow them entry. Once they leave, bad luck and sometimes even death will follow. Wow, if they come knocking on my door, I am not letting them in. I've got a ring doorbell and everything. There is actually some uh, footage out there on YouTube of black-eyed kids at a ring doorbell. Ugh. It's creepy. I'll send you it later. If that happens tonight, I'll stick it on Instagram. Perfect. <laughs> But I'm not answering it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I said, it's almost like you're oddly compelled to. Like, your body's saying, no, don't. But there's something, like, almost pushing you to let them in. It'd take an awful lot to push a body like mine. So I would say I think I'm all right. Paranormal forces, Jordan, are stronger than you think. Uh, and don't be so hard on yourself. You're beautiful. Thank you. Not like those kids, though. <laughs> yeah, fucking kids. Black-eyed buggers. Black-eyed wee shits. <laughs> So to illustrate all those points above, I've just got one more story to share with you that was written by a lady and posted to Reddit. And she says... 
On an unusually quiet Halloween night, only a few groups of trick-or-treaters came by. Around 9.30pm, my husband and I were watching ghost shows on TV. We decided, as no one had been at the door in a while, we turned the porch light off and let our dog out of her crate. I sat with my dog and my husband, and then he decided to go upstairs and get ready for bed. My teenage son was out with a friend, so I was sat downstairs all alone, when then, a faint knock came at the door. At first, I thought it was trick-or-treaters, but my dog acted very strangely. She stayed away from the door, unlike her usual self. The knocks persisted, so I glanced out to see two silhouettes of two young children, one boy and one girl, thinking they were trick-or-treaters. I opened the door slightly to stop my dog running out. What struck me as odd, though, was the kids weren't in costumes, they didn't say trick-or-treat, and then the girl, around 11 or 12, spoke politely, asking to use the phone to call their mum. But her unease grew, she says. I didn't want to let them in, and I asked why they didn't have a mobile that they could call from instead. And at this, the two children looked at each other, didn't speak, looked back at me, and said their mobile was out of battery. Her brother was scared and needed to use the toilet. So, can they come in while the woman called their mum. She says, Although I felt a motherly urge to help, fear began to replace it. The girl moved closer, stepping into the light, revealing her solid, jet-black eyes. Panic surged, and I closed and locked the door. They kept pleading to come inside, saying they were scared and alone, and I told them I'd call their mum if they just gave me their number, but I wouldn't let them in. At this point, the children moved away from the house, but continued to stand across the street under a streetlight, staring at the house. <laughs> right. I considered calling my neighbour, but hesitated because I didn't want to lose sight of the children, and they eventually walked away. So I finally called my neighbour and went outside, but the kids were gone. That's a little weird. Yeah, it's a bit creepy. You know, some people would rationalise it by saying, well, you know, it's Halloween, mm. kids are going to be creepy, they're going to play tricks and stuff like that, but how would you make your eyes jet black and how would you communicate, you know, your, your little brother without speaking? And you know what they say, don't work with animals or children or Ian, so <laughs> trying to get those two children to act like that and not break character or do something or say something, where was the parents? Were they watching from a bush or did they did they do it on their own? Too many questions, you know, yeah, I do feel like there's two words that would bring the whole thing down, though. Pineapple juice. Okay, four words. <laughs> contact lenses. Can you buy jet black contact lenses? I'm sure you can. I know in films and things, when they have jet black eyes, I mean, like nowadays it'll be CGI probably, but in the olden days, it was like two black solid halves. So it wasn't like contact lenses that you just like slip on your eye and it was clear mm. that you could see through. It was like two plastic things. Blinding that, the person. Yeah, that went under your eyelids. Ugh. And they could only be worn for like 10 minutes at a time or something like that. I'm pretty certain you could probably get those these days. Yeah, but to stick that in your six-year-old's eye for the sake of a little bit of a a joke on Halloween. All for it, mate. (laughs) Doesn't even have to be Halloween. I've got my dog right now, tied up, ready to go. (laughs) Black-eyed Teddy. (laughs) Do it now. Okay, yeah, right, I'll see you in a bit. Right, mate, yeah, have fun. Send me the results. How'd it go? Um, it, it bit me. Understandable, to be honest. Are you okay? Do you need to go to the hospital or are you... I have called Air Ambulance. Brilliant. They are on the way. Okay. Uh, as you're on Everest at the moment, it might take a little bit longer <laughs> for them to get to you than we originally planned, though. Did, it is chilly. Did you forget? <laughs> did you Did you give them your home address? I did. Just like out of habit? Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, no, this isn't going well, um, is it? And I tried to call them again and they've got no service. Bastard. Yeah, they hung up on you because they knew it was you. That's that dog guy. <laughs> they were like, that guy again. <laughs> That's that bastard who tried to put contact lenses on his dog. Hang up. <laughs> he said they'd redirect the call to RSPCA. <laughs> you are being put through to the RSP. Boop, fuck. <laughs> No, that is a joke that has not happened and I have not put contact lenses in either animals or children or anyone for that matter, not even myself. Very good. Well done, John. We're all proud of you. I've resisted all this urge. Yeah. (laughs) 
all these years. We're all proud of you for holding yourself back. And the fact is, you do walk around with them in your hands, don't you? So if at any moment you just decide, fuck it, I'll give it a go, you're ready to just straight away. Yeah, I sort of flip them in my hands like poker chips. Just like studying every person, like, yeah, he'd be easy to get. <laughs> that person would be easy to get behind that bush. He's got wide eyes. He'd be a good candidate. He doesn't wear glasses. I don't even need to remove them. <laughs> That's the only reason I do wear glasses. It's so oh, yeah. that I know if I'm ever next to you when you snap, <laughs> I'm a little bit harder to get to and I've got a bit more time to escape. <laughs> Difference is, though, if I took your glasses off, you can't see me, so it, it makes you an easy target. I'll just blindly flail okay. and hope, hope I connect <laughs> as I run. <laughs> You'll soon hit a wall, though, and then you'll knock yourself out. I've mapped your back garden perfectly, so I know my escape route. I've counted from your back door to your, <laughs> to your garden fence, so I know. I've counted in big strides as well, so if as I'm running away, it's all counted for. Don't you worry, don't you worry. Okay, well, let me know those findings, actually, because I do need to send them to the landscaper. Okay, you got it. <laughs> So yeah, that concludes my Black Eyed Kids retelling for now. I'm just going to uh, open some old wounds, but I'm, I'm dying to hear some old married couple arguments. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily all old married couple. However, I think you'll enjoy it. Brilliant, can't wait. So, Ian. Yes? Arguments. They can be wonderful things. Not that we'd know. <laughs> but arguments, disagreements, friendly debates, they can help us let off steam. Absolutely. Even be the catalyst to overcome an obstacle in life between partners. Wonderful things. But the best arguments are the ones you overhear from strangers in public. Oh yeah. So today, my fuzzy facial friend, <laughs> I shall be going through the best overheard arguments. Oh, nice one. I can't wait. I'm well excited. So here are some of my favourites from all corners of the internet. Shall we dive in? Let's fucking do it, Paul. Here we go. One from the USA, a lady browsing Walmart when a guy was heard on his phone. Walking past, she literally hears, No, Ma, it doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl. You'll still be called Grandma, not Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> oh, but uh, that is so similar to like a lot of the story of I've heard of a similar vein. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember hearing a story recently. Like, So, so there's, there's two people, husband and wife. Yes. And then extra. Wife, new husband, cheated on her with extra. Right. But wife was pregnant and wanted to know if the child was hers right. and not the extras oh dear yeah there's some key bit of learning missing from that person's life yes yes it's like someone's just got an ice cream scoop and just whipped out a bit of brain <laughs> lobotomy yeah <laughs> Another one I actually remember hearing is that uh, somebody said, oh, my, my sister's pregnant. Can't wait to see if they're having a boy or a girl so I know if I'm going to be an aunt or an uncle. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It does surprise me, though, how many people really struggle with family trees in the sense of knowing themselves if, you know, are they a nephew or a, a cousin? Or yeah. People really have difficulty with that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, it's like if I think about my my mum's sister's son's child, I'm like, what what are they relation to me? Like, you have to, be, they have to like, right, so that's my mum, that's my aunt, their child is my cousin. Yes. So you have to sort of go through the whole cycle of it to figure out which one it is. Yeah, it's it's a bit odd. But luckily, I don't have a big family, so I don't really have to worry. When you really think about it, there's only two that are difficult. Nephew, niece, or cousin. They're the two categories which are, you, you know, the least used. So they're probably the ones that you have to go through the tree to kind of figure out. So if you just learn what defines them both, you'd probably be able to pick them out quite quickly. Yeah. I mean, you say that, but I always get my son mixed uh, My dad mixed up. <laughs> With your dog. <laughs> With someone else's family tree, to be honest. 
<laughs> like your dad's like, hey, you going to have tea tonight, John? Like, yeah, I'll be there in a second. Like, you're knocking at his door. Like, dad, answer your door. And like, where, where are you? You're not, you're not at our house. Like, oh, fuck, I've done it again. You're like, accidentally, like, I don't know, at Tesco's <laughs> or yeah. something. Banging on the shutter. <laughs> Finally made it to Australia or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dad, I'll be around tonight. I'm on the plane as we speak. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, just turn it on airplane. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you got the rock boom. <laughs> Amazing. Another one simply reads, and all I overheard was, fuck you, Coddy, like you've never shit yourself in Costco before. <laughs> what? <laughs> what an insult. Why would you say that to someone? I guess he shat himself, and the person was saying, why did you shit yourself? And he was like, fuck you, like you've never shit yourself before. Oh, so like the person's done it, and they're saying, oh, like you've never done it as well. Yeah, I think that's the implication. Right. Like, fuck you connie like you've never shit yourself in costco before right or maybe it's just one whole sentence fuck you like you've never shit yourself in costco or maybe you just missed out that i'm going to <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna fuck you like you've never shit yourself in costco <laughs> oh it's how i like to do it <laughs> i'm gonna say that to my wife and see what she says <laughs> change costco to tesco <laughs> and then you know it'll be like your weekly shop <laughs> yeah <laughs> They might be better over the fish counter. <laughs> Masks the smell. <laughs> I was going to say something similar, but I thought if I say that about my own wife, this will, knowing my luck, this will be the one she listens to and she'll kill me. I was going to say, I mean, she doesn't really listen, so I felt safe in doing so. Sorry, I'll, I will show her. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will. Isolate that clip and send to my wife. Repeat and send. <laughs> <laughs> mask the smell mask the smell mask the smell mask the smell <laughs> oh you could make it a remix yeah, I might do <laughs> actually you just reminded me I, re- I made a song about you because uh, remember in I think it was was it episode 6 or something you started off the episode by going drinking some tea and I was like alright Slurpee that's right yeah <laughs> You did. So I isolated that clip and I made a song out of it. You did. I forgot about that. I might have to put that up uh, at the end of this episode or something. Brilliant. I forgot about that. Because it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something in it. It sounds so creepy. It's like got a horrible dissonance. And I think it's probably to do with what it's laid over. Like it's horrible in itself, but then accompanied with the, the thing that's playing over it. It just sounds horror creepy organ. Magnified worseness. Yeah. And it's like, it gives you like that feeling like you're being watched. Oh, it actually, it gives me the feeling. Imagine you're in a dark room. Right. Completely pitch black, but ridiculously loud music is playing. So you feel like there's something there watching you, but you also wouldn't be able to hear if it was coming towards you. Oh, it's that kind of unease. Right. Okay. Oh, that's awful. It is awful. And it's a, it's a fear I have. <laughs> I'll send it to you after. Especially when it's a lovely little grey. Oh, f- oh God. That's just made me fucking shrivel up. <laughs> literally made me like... Sorry. <laughs> shiver run up my spine and Did it? Um, i've got goosebumps and i had to look behind me oh i'm sorry Ugh. but yeah just imagine that now that is your worst fear isn't it yes while there's a million tiny spiders as well to be honest the spider's probably the last thing on my mind because i can just brush them off in in haste well you just brush a gray off in haste oh yeah just a, just a four foot gray just brush him off but then touching him i'd shit myself <laughs> and thus the plan would commence <laughs> And then you'd realise that I'm in aisle seven of Tesco. (laughs) Balls deep in my wife. (laughs) Oh dear. It's come full circle. Oh, fucking hell, disgusting. (laughs) 
seen the horrible thing for you now is that you'll probably start making that association to your wife through what we've just spoken about. Every time I see her, I just see those big black eggy eyes. Oh, I'm sorry to have done that for you. It's fine. We hated each other anyway. <laughs> it just cements it, if nothing else. Yeah, you stopped us from dragging this whole thing out over another 30 years. <laughs> I do apologise. I will uh, get you in touch with some therapy. It's okay, I'll be round to sleep at your house tonight, because obviously I will be being kicked out. I hope you don't mind my pet grey. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> You've befriended them, have you? Well, they came for me. You gave them my contact details. I, I thought, I'll, I'll get on your side. You can't beat them, join them. <laughs> and then come back for me. <laughs> Team up. Come back for Ian. Lovely. I, I've put in good words for you. I think they like you. It's very kind of you. The good words were succulent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Easy to roast. <laughs> Goes good with barbecue sauce. Take his glasses away. He can't see shit. <laughs> yeah, but watch out, you'll flail. He uh, does a square footage of my back garden. If there's, if there's anywhere on earth you can abduct him, don't do it there. <laughs> Okay, and another one. I was at work and overheard a man on the phone in the corner slightly arguing, but not yelling. I didn't really catch what he was saying and wasn't feeling nosy enough to pay attention. He sat down at a table for a little bit and left after a while. And while I was wiping down tables, I found an index card on the table that said, You get mad at me when I fart, yet you fart all the time. You always say I interrupt you, but you always interrupt me to yell at other drivers on the road, amongst other things. I still have that index card because it was just too funny to throw away so they were writing their feelings to maybe be able to articulate them correctly exactly much like you did at the beginning of this episode <laughs> yeah they're like normal people yes yes <laughs> I, I know i'm not normal mate that's no, no insult to me i mean what is normal very true not me clearly obviously the strangest of us lead the best lives. That is a very good point, Jordan. Except if you're Ian. <laughs> <laughs> um, another guy said he witnessed two men arguing whether you should have custard or ice cream with apple pie. It resulted in a punch-up. <laughs> that sounds a lot like us, because it's like one has their preference and the other has the other, and they're arguing to tell each other which one is the best. Yeah, we didn't knock each other out. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> only because we we're in different houses. I mean, I was thumping my phone. I could, I could see you <laughs> almost getting up and coming after me. <laughs> I mean, I had to change the screen protector three times <laughs> during that one argument. <laughs> Uh, another woman says just yesterday in asda i heard a man and a woman in their 60s arguing over how bad the word cunt was <laughs> i slyly followed them around as they argued the only part of the argument i can remember verbatim was calling someone a silly cunt isn't nearly as bad as just calling someone a cunt outright either way i don't like being called a cunt silly or not piss <laughs> off don't be a dickhead I don't like that either. <laughs> I just think that's brilliant. I think maybe what she was trying to say is she doesn't like being insulted, which is fine. Yeah, yeah you know? of course. <laughs> but, I mean, like, would he have to then go through a list? It's like, if we ever argue in future, um, I do apologise, you know, it just people have angry streaks and it, it comes out on me sometimes. But if I am going to call you a name, which of these is okay? You know, go down the list. Silly cunt. <laughs> Daft cunt. Nah. Um, <laughs> idiot yeah that was fine yeah tick that yeah saggy titted ball bag mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> accurate accurate 
<laughs> Problem is, in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. you might remember the wrong ones from the bad list. Got all cue cards written in his back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Where did he pull out? He's, he's left that index card on a table. <laughs> the silly cunt. <laughs> Just annoying, like, when he gets to the till, he tries to pay, he accidentally plugs in the, the index card into the bottom of the card reader. And I was like, I'm sorry, mate, that's not working. Pulls it out with just a silly cunt on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that feels like that should be a practical joke that someone plays. <laughs> oh, yeah, delightful. Just go around insulting till staff. Not very nice. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Maybe you'd soften it. Maybe you should ask that person's wife. <laughs> Maybe change it to, like... Have a good day or something like that. You know, something nice. Yeah, it doesn't quite have the same effect, does it? It's not likely to go viral. Just punch him in the face afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a swift slap. Slap her with the basket. <laughs> oh, God. No, I want to kid I'm not inciting violence. Do not do No, me. no, do not. That is a silly thing to suggest. Yeah, don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> we were having a team dinner on a Thursday at a teammate's house. We were in the backyard when we heard shouting from the apartment opposite us. God damn it, Barbara. Suck my dick. I fucking hate you. <laughs> what? It was the funniest outburst I ever heard. Suck my dick. I hate you. Yeah. Like he's using that as an exclamation, not as a, a statement or a question. I don't know. <laughs> he's just saying. I mean, I've heard people go, oh, fuck my ass, you know, something like that. <laughs> I've heard that a fair amount, but I've never heard suck my dick. I mean, if he was asking for fellatio, it's probably not the best way to go about it. Possibly. Or at least add a please. Just be like, can I have one? <laughs> It's been 62 days. <laughs> it's been 62 years for me. <laughs> and finally, there's a few from myself. Oh, brilliant. Of overheard observations of my own. So, the other week I was in town, and genuinely, I heard a man shouting at his wife, stood right next to him, and he said, Listen, I can't walk and talk at the same time. Look! Whilst he was walking and talking at the same time. Oh, God. <laughs> It was brilliant. And he wasn't wrong. I love it when people, like, shoot themselves in the foot like that. Like, they're just trying to, like, win an argument by adamantly saying they can't do something. But trying to say that they can't do it, they are doing it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It was so good. I don't know what they were talking about, but I just overheard it and it was brilliant. What's even better Mm. is when somebody says they can't do something. So, like, imagine this and that guy's scenario saying he can't do it and then tries to prove it, but badly overacts not being able to do it. So, like, look, I'll try it. Hi, my name's Kevin. And he starts like flailing about like see i can't do it it's not happening you know yeah really badly fucking it up on purpose but so obviously or even better than that is if they accidentally do do it yeah <laughs> just start perfect catwalking <laughs> oh fucking hell. i've been wrong all my life i'm, I'm fantastic at it barbara <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea what they were on about, but it was great. Another one, a few years ago, and this was about another guy in town. (laughs) So he was clearly a little bit agitated. And as I was walking past him, he made a sharp 180 degree turn and he muttered. And I remember this because I wrote it down on my phone afterwards. (laughs) Of course you did. Gah, she's gone back into the bank, the pig in yo-yo. And it (laughs) just made me laugh. Like, there's nothing really funny about that sentence, but how he said it was just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I just, no, that's great. I was minding my own business, and all I hear is, gosh, she's gone in the bank again, the pig in yo-yo. And just for anybody outside of maybe even Yorkshire, yeah. especially overseas, when people say pigging, it's just like a nicer way of saying fucking. Yeah. Or one of those words that people stick in, add emphasis. Yes, you are right, actually. I've never even thought about that. Yeah. Our strange old dialect. That's what I get for being an outsider myself. 
myself. I moved here from elsewhere and had to learn all these crazy dialects. <laughs> that is true, yeah. You are from outer space. I am, yeah. The third ring of Saturn. <laughs> Is that the, the junk layer? Yeah, it's the one where they send all the shit, all the riffraff. Um, and another one where I also witnessed a woman in Poundland. Not that you'd know this, Ian, because you don't venture into Poundland. I go in with my parents when they occasionally pop in to get some nibbles for the children. Oh, okay, fair enough. So you've stepped foot in said Poundland. I have been inside Poundland, yes. So I witnessed a woman in there find a member of staff and ask, excuse me, how much is this, please? <laughs> <laughs> Without any hint of sarcasm. And this was before the days where things were more than a pound. Oh, okay. So back when a pound land was a pound land because things were a pound. Yes. There wasn't the clothing range and all that stuff now. Do you know our pound land even sells sex toys now? Are you joking? I am not. No, they sell like women's vibrating implements. Where do they sell that? Uh, as you go in. <laughs> oh, you know, don't you? <laughs> Because it's next to all the, um, like, deodorant and toothbrushes and, you know, toiletries and that sort of shit. Really? Yeah, so you go past the fridges, and then it's on your left. Wow. Top shelf, black and pink packaging, one pound each, and they're (laughs) f***ing good. They're strong, buddy. (laughs) That's weird. I'm going to have to look at that. (laughs) (laughs) So, penultimate one. Ten years ago, I used to live in a fairly rough part of town, and I remember being woken up around 3am by someone drunkenly shouting in the street walking past our house. So, just to set the scene here, I jumped out of bed and I went to the window and I recorded it with my phone. And I'm pretty certain it's a woman on the phone to a cheating partner, right? Tut tut. And I'm pretty certain that what she said or screamed at him down the phone was, you've done everything, you've fingered her, you've licked her out last fucking week, so why don't you tell that to my face? Okay, that's what I think she said. Okay. And just for your entertainment, I've got the audio for you. Oh my god. <laughs> and I just want you to I want you to hear it. Okay. Okay. So just have a little listen to this. You have done everything, you have things here, you've linked them out. Last fucking week. So why to tell me Oh my god. Yes, uh, so this is the town where I chose to buy my home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think it helped because where we lived at the top of that road were multiple shops. Okay. And, you know, obviously they sell alcoholic beverages until late in the evening and I don't think that helped. The alcohol does always make things slightly worse. Just a little bit. And there were quite a few pubs along that street as well. So, you know. <laughs> uh, and finally, my absolute favourite one. I heard this many, many, many years ago and it stuck with me in the same way just because i think it's pure gold Mm. and it was like i was watching a sitcom it's the only way i can describe it (laughs) so imagine this scenario deadpan all right okay the conversation is happening between a group of teenagers all right Mm -hmm. so the girl says is that your mum you licked her you fingered her (laughs) you eat her out (laughs) last fucking week (laughs) (laughs) no ian not that one not that one sorry so the girl says to the guy is that your mum yeah Ugly as fuck. <laughs> Bit mean. <laughs> it was just the way that she said it. And I remember seeing the guy's face like, fucking hell, what do I say to that? <laughs> like he's got really shown up in front of all his friends. If someone called my mum, I'd just be like, fuck you, the end of it. <laughs> Mum's an angel, you wanker. <laughs> yeah, but uh, alas, he didn't. He took it like a man because she was ugly. <laughs> 
No, she wasn't. She was not at all. Uh, so there you have it. A couple of instances of overheard arguments and such. Give me a little tickle. Brilliant. Doesn't really make ours seem that bad now, does it? Not at all. Ours was a little walk in the park there. Yeah, yeah. And if that's as worse as it ever gets, then I'd be pretty happy with that, Jordan. Absolutely. Flash forward to 20 years in the future, we've got each other by the throats, <laughs> holding weapons <laughs> that we've acquired from our bedside to, to meet in the park. Multiple cocktail sticks between our fingers. Yeah, a myriad of hitmen behind us, <laughs> ready to fight on our behalf. Ends up being like this big civil war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys, what's up? The war edition. And with that, I'm calling it to your end. <laughs> right, so does that about bring us round to the end of today's episode then? I think it does. Brilliant. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Two Guys, What's Up? Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen to us so you don't miss another episode and maybe even tell a friend. Take your friend to outside Jordan's house at 3am. <laughs> Call someone and shout to them down the phone so that you may appear on our Instagram page. Perfect. Yeah, please do. I'll, I'll do it at Ian's as well. I don't use technology, mate. <laughs> I'd just be chiseling their conversation into a into a stone block in my bedroom. <laughs> Slow down, love. I'm, I'm stuck on this T. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and the T is the bloody easiest letter. <laughs> not at 3am when you've just been woken by screaming people on some technology you're not familiar with. That is true. What letter do you think would be the hardest one to carve? Hmm. M. Do you reckon? Yeah, because like the, the curve tops. What about G? Or no. Most of them probably. <laughs> It's true. I'll tell you what, I'll just, I'll just buy a phone. Yeah, I mean, even a typewriter at this point would have been an upgrade. A massive upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason at all, our link tree link is in the bio of this episode, which upon clicking will show you all the links that you'll need to send us a message, check out our socials, and find all of our cool Two Guys What's Up extras. And don't forget, for all those aforementioned extras, we now have a Patreon where you can find all sorts of Two Guys What's Up bonus stuff, including our beautiful pin badges, our gorgeous Two Guys What's Up branded t-shirts, and if you really can't get enough of our fantastic tales and gorgeous voices well then you're in luck because we now have bonus episodes which we release on the last friday of every month and right now there is currently just two just sitting there waiting for your ears to give them a good old listen all that is available right now starting with the bonus episodes from just three pounds a month so if you want to help support the show and get some cool stuff while you do it, head over to patreon.com forward slash two guys what's up to check out all the goodies over there. Link will be down below for all your clicking pleasure. But if you can't, if you still like to help us out, then a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app would go a long way to help us out, and we would be eternally grateful. I wouldn't argue with that. But on that note, thanks for listening. Have an amazing week, guys, and we will see you next Monday. Bye! Bye!